0: Texas Congressman Lance Gooden joins me to explain how major charities are aiding and abetting the human trafficking across our border. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, I also have a lot to say about how the FBI is getting more and more partisan and why that is very dangerous for our nation. Follow The Sarah Carter Show wherever you get your podcasts. Old routines die hard, like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Super Beats Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Super Beats Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Superbeats Heart Shoes. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Shoes for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Super Beats Chews an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. danasbeats.com.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, man. I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to think about any of that stuff. I, I Again, because I don't know enough about it. But, uh, yeah, I can think of about, you know... Without getting political right now and getting into all this, <laughs> bullshit, but there's 10 other people's houses that probably should have been raided before, before his, that haven't
2: happened. So be interesting to see. Ooh, to
0: that's Dana White. We have the same name. He's Dana White. I'm Dana Lash. Welcome back to the program. Third hour. Oh, it's about to get crazy. Ooh. I know. I'm your lovable curmudgeon. I don't sound very curmudgeonly right now, though, so I don't know what to do uh I am so here's me mentally right now. let's go that's me mentally because so Merrick Garland, to speak of this I, I wanted to, the reason why I wanted to play this stain of white audio is because I really feel like Merrick Garland and Chris Ray just need to go into an octagon at this point yeah. and duke it out, dude you know like I mean, I would watch it, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. so <laughs> the state this leak that came out in Newsweek. The, the DOJ, it looks like, and I just was talking to Alan Dershowitz about this, and he agrees. It kind of, kind of seems like the DOJ is leaking to save uh, that smarmy weasel's backside, Merrick Garland's butt, right? It really sounds like they are, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this for uh, newsletter subscribers. i I'm gonna include this in, in here, but because the, the piece is called uh, exclusive, an informer told the FBI what docs Trump was hiding and where. And it's all this—it's like this inside source from the DOJ, and they were saying that they're throwing the they're throwing Chris Ray under the bus. They're trying to get uh, Merrick Garland as far away from this as possible. He didn't know. He didn't. You know. He didn't. He. I mean, he knew that there was this uh, investigation, et cetera. Uh, they were talking about. Uh, the Presidential Records Act You know all this stuff And and so he was aware of that But that was it You know he doesn't He didn't know about the raid He didn't know about this uh, This was all Chris Ray Nobody believes us So Merrick Garland is speaking In 20 minutes now Yeah 22 minutes He's scheduled to speak He's going to give a statement I'm not speak Let me He's going to give a statement In 22 minutes Which means he's going to Read a statement at a podium And walk away He's not going to take questions So how convenient that all this is happening when Biden's in on vacation. Chris Ray's on vacation now. Didn't he leave? He's on vacay. hmm Yeah. Just very, very interesting. So he's going to make a statement. I cannot wait to hear what it is. Now the left is saying, oh my gosh, he's finally going to indict Trump. I think that you would have brought charges before you would do something like that so that's stupid and that would have immediately been public so no that's not going to happen i think he's going to give he's going to try to avail himself of all of the accusations so i mean that's that's what it sounds like because there are a lot of people who are rightfully infuriated over this it shouldn't matter uh what your politics are And that's it It doesn't it shouldn't matter what if you're a Democrat or if you're a Republican or whatever. I mean, we have a rule of law in this country, and that is the one fixed point that we should all have in common. And there are these there are people that are in in this administration that think it's it's no, it's what your political affiliation justifies how you and if you can abuse your authority. They don't look at it as abusive authority. They, I mean, if you listen to some of their rhetoric... I mean, think about it. If you honestly think a dude's like the second coming of Hitler, are you going to abuse your authority to stop him? If you say this stupid stuff enough and you start to believe it, you know what I mean? This is why it's important to not be stupid with speech. Free speech is great. Say whatever you want. But I keep going back to that Men in Black thing with Tommy Lee Jones. You know, like the very beginning before Will Smith. I, know, I don't like Will. But Tommy Lee Jones... Tells him, he says, a person is smart. People are stupid. Just saying. Before people start believing this stuff. So we're going to watch and see what uh, what is said. We're going to carry it because, oh my gosh, I know that you want to know as much as I want to know. We all want to know. Maybe he's going to discuss the details of the warrant. As I said yesterday, this is that Rosetta Stone. It's the missing piece in all of this. Nobody knows... What they were looking for. They don't know if it's, I mean, we all assume that this is classified info. The safe cracker is just crazy to me because, as I told Dershowitz, that, that means that had, right, and, and that had to have some specificity. So if an informant told the FBI that there was something worth getting in the safe and they opened it and there was nothing there, who boy? Give me that warrant. I want to see it. Right. Show us the mailings. Show us that warrant. That's this is all I'm saying. Whew. All right. I got more. Uh, we're going to come back to this when this happens. I got some Wilkery for you as well. I wanted to 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 hit this piece. Uh, I made mention of this, how in New York they are removing the word inmate because it's mean. They said that. New York state law, Democrat Governor Kathy Hochul, they wrote legislation, they wrote, they spent taxpayer money to write legislation to remove the term inmate because she says it will, quote, reduce harmful stigma against incarcerated people by correcting outdated terminology. What? This is all about the restorative justice nonsense. The terms now that you can use are incarcerated individuals and justice-involved individuals. Dude, I. she says, quote, We can make our streets and our communities safer by giving justice-involved individuals the chance to complete their rehabilitation program and work at the same time. What is justice-involved individuals? That suggests so many things. I mean, this is, this is 1984, and you have the Ministry of Truth rewriting things, and they they actually rewrote legislation to strike that phrase, and they're they're going back and they're rewriting. This is crazy. They said uh, Democratic State Senator Gustavo Rivera, he sponsored the legislation. He said, for too long, we as a society have thought of incarcerated individuals as less than people the word inmate dehumanizes and demoralizes them what we're going to focus on rehabilitation rather than punishment solely on punishment
2: uh-huh.
0: like so
1: punishment leads
0: to yeah rehabilitation yeah puni- thank you kane punishment is part of rehabilitation though you know you realize that you that 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 justice and mercy can or justice and grace can coexist and you can be merciful with justice. This is, uh, the, but, but to say that the way that they, they treat this not as a voluntary choice. They treat it like a malady that, like, a, uh, like an illness that they were struck with. Oh my gosh, I just caught some of the crime. I just, you know, don't know. I caught some of the criminal behavior today. Like it's a cold. Justice involved people. Well, we're empowering the criminals. I think that's kind of a consequence of choosing to commit a crime serious enough that it requires incarceration. You might be referred to as an inmate. You might. Just saying. But I love how they think they're going to solve all this. Look at all the crimes we've solved by changing the language. These justice-involved individuals are going to commit less justice things because we changed what we call them. What a great job of solving a problem that did not exist. Right. God, grief. I wish that was the only woke array that I had for you today, but it's not. So now the Epic, the Epic Times had a piece on woke airline policies threatening safety. So The piece is on the DEI efforts of Southwest Airlines. They're basking in accolades for their diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts. But the whole uh, real story of it, though, is coming out with some of their employees. So eight current Southwest employees, including, and, and some of these employees are minorities, by the way told the Epic Times that woke leftist DEI policies as implemented have tarnished their golden rule principles, fractured their workforce and may actually put safety at risk. One of their Southwest, one Southwest flight attendant who is a minority said that they're compromising safety for the sake of race, gender identity and sexual preference. They're risking people's lives because of agendas. I mean, I don't, and it, I mean, it is true when you focus on something that's not your actual job, whether it's this, this is starting to get into and and impact so many, so many things. There was a story. I'm looking for this now. Um, It is a it's a story on law and order. And I was where's this at? All right. Maybe I had it under crime. But it was an amazing story of someone who. Had gotten it because everybody records everybody, and it's just garbage at this point. I'm just so everybody thinks that they're going to ruin somebody's lives because they they got somebody doing something stupid on um, on camera. Where is this story at? You know the one I was telling you about yesterday. The, the safety workers, No, no, no. The the uh, I oh man, I hope I didn't delete it. Let me pull this up. It was this uh, woman. She had a uh, uh, a boutique, and she got she was like apparently drunk, and she pulled into a parking lot. She took two parking spaces and she got into an argument uh, with these individuals that were outside and one of them was a man who identifies as a woman and she was yelling and yeah she was being she was drunk and being stupid and at one point so but yet they were too they were totally also being stupid. I mean one way to uh, not de-escalate a situation is to shove continue shoving your phone in someone's face and recording something i mean that's just it's just petty and stupid at that point but she had pointed uh like you know how you're you're arguing with someone may, well you're you've seen it you're like point you're you're pointing at someone and sometimes you just like with your index finger you might touch somebody's shoulder or something like that apparently that's what happened and She ended up, she was going to be charged with battery, but they apparently elevated it to assault because he identifies as a woman and because there was the identity politic in play that it increased the penalty and severity of the crime. And I am mystified by that because it shouldn't, how and who you screw should not, change the severity of a penalty right? right do you and you were i'm looking y'all I, I apologize sl- i, I accidentally the deleted slack. the stupid put thing
1: the story in slack for you so you can see it but if anyone saw the video yes. they just saw that it was a like a tu- texas a touch on the shoulder or something like that mm-hmm. was considered assault but then because the couple that was touched yes identifies
0: evan berry hill jewel yeah they arrested her on assault charges and she owns, well, she owned, I guess they're going to close it now, Texas Angels Boutique. And they are like, try, they're going after her. She had said at one point, Republican all the way or whatever. She was, I mean, clearly had been drinking. She was taking out, she was, uh, he was taking out the trash. He accused her, although I don't think that was part was on camera. He said, it's like he said, she said it at this point, he said she almost ran him over she said they were just mad because she wasn't in her she was taking two parking spots that is kind of you know douchey she to take two park, parking spots but she was accused of touching him and because of the transgenderism involved it was she was charged with assault that's preference of one group over another in front of the law because if it was two women that wouldn't have that charge would not have been elevated It's this is how this is impacting everything. How is that like fair and equal application of the law? I mean, it's not, it's rhetorical. Ammo is expensive and in short supply. Did you know that you can train without ammunition at your home using the Mantis X? All the best shooters in the world do a significant portion of their training with dry fire practice at home. The Mantis X firearms training system is a no-ammo, all-electronic way to practice and improve your shooting accuracy. It simply attaches to your own firearm like a like a weapon light, and you can use it at home or at the range. The Mantis X gives you data-driven, real-time feedback on your technique and guidance. You through drills and courses 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes using Mantis X The Mantis X is used by the Marine Corps Army and Special Forces It's military grade technology at an Affordable price and the Mantis X can Improve your shooting dramatically and it's a must Have for every gun owner if you believe In your second amendment rights you should also Be able to act on your second amendment Responsibility and be competent and Confident in your shooting ability start Improving your shooting accuracy today Get yours at Mantis X Com. That's MantisX.com.
1: And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech.
0: We're awaiting AG Merrick Garland, who's going to be making a statement here, coming up in about five minutes or so. So we'll bring that to you when we when we have it. Uh, also, the this is kind of interesting. The AG in DC, Carl Racine. Says he's announcing a grant program to provide immediate assistance to uh, illegal entrants who've been transported to D.C. He blasts Texas and Arizona governor's decision to bust up uh, to bust asylum seeking migrants to the district. He says it's causing a quote unquote humanitarian crisis and we're answering the call for help. Uh... Okay, I mean, I just, I thought that he, you know, I thought that, why does he sound so bitter about doing like a fraction of what border towns do? I thought they liked sanctuary, right? Isn't that that, that, that the whole thing, right? Uh, Also, this is interesting. Firefighters have been fighting a large fire at Pendleton Flower Mills. Uh, this This was yesterday. They were battling it. It destroyed the Pendleton Flower Mills in eastern Oregon. Thankfully, no injuries were reported. Dispatchers received a report of black smoke coming from the mill And they battled with this for like 24 hours It was pretty crazy They said the building's a total loss And uh, they said that there's going to be an ongoing situation Because of the amount of grain that's slowly burning So they're still dealing with that interesting. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold dana to 998899 protect your future with american hartford gold 866-887-1188 or text dana to 998899
1: listen to the dana show live on the
3: odyssey app weekdays noon to 3 p.m eastern time Well, you know, I think the burden is on the FBI to justify this raid. This is extraordinary. This is also the same FBI that used a foreign intelligence warrant to snoop on and spy Mm -hmm. on the Trump campaign to investigate them for over two years. So I think the burden really is on the FBI. They've been wrong in the past.
0: Yeah. Uh, Rand Paul, thankfully, someone is saying is not moving off this line. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you. There are a lot of people who are getting turned into some civil libertarians. I'm telling you what, from all of this. And I I have to tell you, I wrote a couple of pieces last night. And I was in the middle of, I, I'm in the middle of working on a, a column that will be out next week. And I had a, I, I had the Cheney write up and then I saw that video from Pence. And I just, it the whole thing, everyone is focusing so much on the fact that people on the right are, are, leveling justifiable criticism at this agency and they're outraged but they're not actually looking at why people are criticizing this agency the bureau they're not they're not looking at it it is incredibly legitimate this uh idea and i've seen people tweet this out i've seen where there's a couple on media there are all these criticisms about the FBI, the criticisms of the FBI, blah, 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 blah. Why are, why are we not talking about what has been done to the American people here? You have every right to criticize, and I am not going to be cowed by any politician, no matter what office they held. I'm not going to be cowed by any politician out of not just your right, but your obligation as an American citizen to criticize these federal agencies when they are not, A, doing their due diligence, and B, When they're not acting in accordance to the Constitution. There's there's there is no apologies given on this. None. This. um, Criticism and I I think this is something the right is going to have to figure out. I know we asked Jim Jordan this when he was on uh, a few earlier this week. Federal police forces should not be exempt from reforms. And I think that the exorbitant growth in spending, as seen in the past decade plus, I think that that greatly indicates that we need to look at their budgets also. This, if you, it is going to be, I mean, I'm not, I don't even know what the answer would be to this. I've been thinking on it for a couple of days now. But I'm not going to be run off from from leveling criticism or trying to figure out how best to solve this issue by people who are going to take the bait of the left and act as though we're against law and order. We're not the ones who committed the lawlessness. We're talking about the lawlessness of these agencies. This is legitimate criticism. If they don't like it, then don't engage in lawlessness. Don't lecture people about, oh, well, we're the party of law and order. Really? You're the party of law and order? Then why are you not demanding that these bureaucracies adhere to the law and order you say you're the party of? Pretty easy. I wrote this piece last night on Liz Cheney. And I got into a couple of the other things that we had talked about the day after she had lost. This Is I think, indicative of what you're going to be seeing more and more of. These people are coming out of the woodwork on the Republican side because they see an opportunity. I mean, she unironically compares herself to Abraham Lincoln, I wrote in her concession speech after spending, you know what, how many years accusing Trump of being a self-obsessed egomaniac? She called the Republican Party a cult of personality, but had her father, former Vice President Dick Cheney, cut a campaign ad where he called Trump an individual as an individual the greatest threat to our republic and accused him of trying to steal the election. And as I had said, the greatest threat to our republic wasn't a roundly condemned riot at the Capitol or Democrat hyperbole. It's inflation. It's recession. It's a lack of energy dependence. It's overtaxation. It's weaponization of government agencies against political opposition, ironically, and here's the bow on the gift. Help by the Civil Liberties Violating Dick Cheney Back Patriot Act. You're welcome. I'm trying to figure out all these people, and I'm looking up this tweet. I saved it. David French had put it out. And I don't know why. We, we have people now who apparently are preparing themselves, I guess. To even oppose somebody like Ron DeSantis. He had tweeted out the more DeSantis cozies up to the MAGA wing of the party, the harder it is to see the logic of a run against Trump as opposed to positioning himself as a Trump heir. Okay, he says, meanwhile, the post January 6th version of Pence is presenting a clear alternative. Yeah, I don't think so. That's not going to happen. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen, dude. It's not. I mean, he's he's been on the show before. It's not I don't it's not like I don't get along with people. Some of these I think some of these politicians like they get I have them on the show and then I, have, I criticize them one time and then they just they don't know if they I'm n- I'm just not you you're in elected office. I can be civil and completely graceful and be friendly and still ask you tough questions, but I I he does not have a future in the White House. He doesn't. As I I said this candidates time stamp for the late 90s or early aughts are not appealing anymore and he is one of them even if he he i mean he was you know in congress but he's one of them i don't know what battlefield people like liz cheney and all these other people think that they're on but it's not where the rest of america's fighting Everyone talks about my principles and the values. What values and principles? Low taxes, life, energy, independence, strong Second Amendment, fairly non-interventionist foreign policy. I thought these were supposed to be values of the Republican Party. Now that you have this, I guess, opportunity created here, I see all these people coming out of the woodwork trying to set themselves apart from Trump. And you are going to have a primary full of this coming up towards 2024. It is going to be the most annoying primary of your existence. I hate to say. I'm just saying. That's what I'm seeing. I mean, this... I, I, and I kind of saw it with, with with Pence here. I think he's very carefully and slowly trying to differentiate himself. Everyone thinks that there's going to be this... Uh, That the Republican Party is going to go back to the way it is as soon as Trump loses influence. These people have a fundamental misunderstanding, not only of our culture, but the ideological beliefs of the people who subscribe to either conservative or Republican political ideas. They don't get it. The voters are not a creation of Trump. Trump is a creation of the voters. Let's back up for a minute. Going back even before the Tea Party, how did the Tea Party come about back in 08? Everyone thinks it was a reaction to Barack Obama. This is why I mentioned this yesterday. It wasn't. In fact, it actually has libertarian roots. People were mad at too big to fail. They were mad over the No Child Left Behind Act, which set the stage, in my opinion, for a lot of the stuff that we're seeing with education today. It, it, we, we had bailouts. We had It was the... Crony capitalist version of the GOP, and a lot of people were opposed to that. There were a lot of criticisms. After Obama's election, the continuation and worsening of these policies, that just was just the final straw. And ever since then, those those grassroots voters, the people who are I, there's the difference between Republican and conservative. Republican isn't limited government enough for conservatives. That's why there's this differentiation. And conservatives were upset because they saw a Republican Party that was spending just as much as Democrats were. They were getting us involved in all kinds of wars just like Democrats were. There was no clear alternative. So we're like, we'll make one within the party. And that's what happened in 2010. That victory from Republicans was was brought to you by Tea Party 2.0. And... You would not have a, a Trump presidency were it not for that because people were tired. We were building up to it. We weren't done. It just it, it shifted into different purposes. And after so many years of being kicked around and then particularly after the Mitt Romney thing, when Mitt Romney was the GOP nominee in 2012, Republicans were like, oh, he's going to win. He's got the name recognition. He's got the money. But he was vanilla wafer. He's, he was, people needed, we were in dire straits. We still are. I mean, you got to remember, this is a country that, that got mad after the Stamp Act, got mad at, over tea taxes. We got mad and we're dumping stuff in the harbor for a hell of a lot less than what we're dealing with now. And then you fast forward and then we have somebody like Mitt Romney and we, everybody was trying to be like that compassionate conservatism because apparently, compassionate means you can't aggressively stand up and vociferously defend those things which are being completely libeled and slandered and annihilated in, in print and policy. People were tired and they wanted to ha- find someone who was as aggressive for them as they felt about reforming and deregulating government and getting back to the republic as it was created. And that's how you got Trump. And so when you have people like Liz Cheney out here and all of these other, you know, commentariat who think and act and say things that indicate their belief leads them to wanting Trump removed and that'll make it, that'll just bring everybody back to the way it was. No, you're not going to get the Republican Party back the way it was because the Republican Party has changed. People have have grown older, they've died, more people become Republican, they're younger, blah, blah, blah. It changes. You don't, I mean, if you don't believe me, just ask somebody who identifies themselves as a, a John Kennedy Democrat. It changes. And these people don't get it. And you cannot campaign. When you don't understand the culture, because politics is downstream from culture. And they don't get it. We're going to see so much of this. You know how annoying this this whole primary cycle is going to be? I know. Now, one of the things, as we're all fighting over watching these people power jockeying, I don't know if you saw the Federal Reserve's July minutes. It's very interesting on Market Alert. It was on CNBC earlier. They were saying that the Federal Reserve officials at their July meeting indicated they're not going to consider pulling back interest interest rate hikes until inflation comes down substantially, meaning we might have this for a while. The Financial Times has a piece on this. They're saying that they expect, they said Fed officials signal restrictive rates may be needed for some time. Minutes from their meeting show, saw little sign of inflation improving. We're going to be dealing with this for quite some time. Interestingly, the Inflation Reduction Act, according to the Financial Times, didn't come up because it's not a, it's not a factor. It's not an issue. There's not going to be any reduction of inflation from that. The business, this piece over a business insider, Jeffrey Sachs, who's a professor at Columbia University, writes Soaring inflation in the the U.S. isn't likely to ease off anytime soon. And that means the Federal Reserve will have to stick with its vigorous plan to keep raising interest rates, according to high. And this is what Jeremy Sachs was telling them. He said that investors need a brace for further tightening from the U.S. Central Bank and the supply chain holdups and geopolitical shocks will continue to push prices up. He adds, expect the Fed to get aggressive because inflation is not simply going to disappear, he told CNBC on Wednesday. He added, I don't think a very soft touch of mild increases in interest rates will put a stop to what is going to be ongoing inflationary pressure. It's big spending. That's exactly what it is. It's big spending. And we're going to be dealing with it for a while. And instead of talking about that, we're talking about all of these other concerns that voters have. These old establishment types coming out of the woodwork are trying to lecture and nag voters about principles, apparently, that apparently I guess they don't share with lower taxes, et cetera. I'm going to tell you what you have the Republican establishment that now thinks it's safe to come out in the daylight, rhetorically speaking, and t- disgruntled grassroots who are upset that GOPE has not given enough attention. To these very legitimate concerns they're too busy power jockeying we are going to have a collision tea party 3.0 if these people are not careful and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee.
2: You know, some of the provisions
3: of the Inflation Reduction Act are going to uh, help really immediately. Uh-huh. Uh, the provisions that give consumers Tax rebates uh, or tax credits for uh, going out and buying more energy-efficient heaters, more energy-efficient appliances, those are enacted immediately.
0: What in the world? This is Brian Deese, who is saying, oh, it's going to help if you want to buy more energy-efficient heaters, the Inflation Act. Why? I think they want to buy food, right? I think people want to buy food and I don't know, like maybe have money for their rent or mortgage, something like that. Energy-efficient heaters, Kane. They can have energy-efficient heaters. If they buy them. Yeah, you got to buy them, though. That's just so... They think that... Th- How is that going to help? Gosh, this is just legit out of Atlas Shrugged, which everybody should be required to read. I'm just shocked. One of my kids um, read uh, is reading Anthem in school. I'm so happy. But I still think you need to have Atlas Shrugged. It's a big book, but it's so good. All of this, you see it immediately. You see it immediately. Like, hmm, this is just like the soybean thing. Mm-hmm. Or, hmm, this is just, yeah. I mean, you see it. The how business is punished punished and mediocrity rewarded. Yeah. That's exactly what this is. The it, here's another the argument that i see the administration use or its surrogates use that if you are not on board with pumping money taxpayer money into an industry that and and prematurely making it the the de facto energy backbone even though in order to be such it still requires oil and gas for its production and also as it's a backup system for when not if but when it fails uh that's You pumping money into that and then they turn around and claim that if you disagree with that, then you hate the planet. That's such a poor argument. We have a lot more on the way. Second hour coming up. Don't go anywhere. Back in a moment. Old routines die hard like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Super Beats Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Super Beats Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart Shoes. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Shoes for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Super Beats choose an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. Danasbeats.com.
4: You don't think that this is an indicator of an impending recession or one already here?
2: I don't. As I said, the economy is clearly I don't. slowing. And and that we all knew that would happen. We all knew that five and a half, six
4: percent growth wasn't sustainable. A strong economy grows at three, maybe four percent. So I don't I don't see that. I
0: see inflation as, as our biggest issue. You see the Fed doing Raimondo. what it needs to do to get a handle on inflation. Yeah, from the administration you see gas prices, coming not, the down. Best, uh, and- not the best, not the best not the best welcome back to the program Dana Lash here so we have senator ted cruz scheduled to join us a little bit later on we've been talking quite a bit about everything with uh, the recession and the chips bill and all of that i got some a big piece coming out at you this evening too you'll want to take a look at Uh, a couple of other things to hit so mexico city is complaining about americans invading their neighborhoods and in fact according to daily caller uh, they're saying that uh, locals are saying, quote, you're a blinking plague. They want Americans to leave. You could just uh, build a wall. Or is this because of racism? Is this for, I, I'm just curious how that it's just irony. We live in the upside down world. That's we live we live in an upside down world. And then I've got to share this with you. So I saw this yesterday. I tweeted this out because I was just—it was—it was kind of a insane. So Saudi Arabia, let me pull this up. They are bizarrely looking at s- the building some like mirrored city, but it's one giant mirrored wall. It look—it's one giant wall is what it is. Similar to what you would see in Game of Thrones. And they said they want to, it's a revolution in civilization. They want to take everything, put 9 million people in, well, listen to some of this, in a giant wall that they're calling a line city. Listen.
2: Well, there it is. For too long, humanity has existed within dysfunctional and polluted cities that ignore nature. Now, a revolution in civilization is taking place. Imagine a traditional city and consolidating its footprint, designing to protect and enhance nature. The line will be home to 9 million residents and will be built with a footprint of just 34 square kilometers. And we are designing it to provide a healthier more sustainable quality of life the lines communities are organized in three dimensions residents have access to all their daily needs within five minute walk neighborhoods and the line's infrastructure makes it possible to travel end to end in 20 minutes with no need for cars resulting in zero carbon emissions By leveraging AI technology, services are autonomous, saving you time and effort. Designed by world-leading architects, the line is 500 meters tall, 200 meters wide, 170 kilometers long, and housed within an elegant mirror glass facade. Intelligent solutions create efficiency and year-round temperate microclimate with natural ventilation. Energy and water supplies are 100% renewable. The line is designed as a series of unique communities, offering a wealth of amenities, providing equitable views and immediate access to the surrounding nature. With 40% of the world accessible within six hours, at the heart of the globe's key trade routes, a place for commerce and communities like to thrive like nothing on earth seen before. Out of
0: your giant glass the line, line, the city—it's a giant wall. For- it's a gi- That sounds like hell. I don't even want to get on a cruise ship with a bunch of people. Can you imagine living in a giant line? With 9 million people? You can walk to everything in 5 minutes. That sounds like hell. I don't want to walk to everything in 5 minutes. I don't want a pedestrian community. I want to get in my big giant vehicle and I want to drive somewhere. That's what I want to do. I don't want to stay cooped up in a line. It's like taking all the furniture in your house and shoving it to the middle of the room. Isn't it? Just live right here in the middle of this room. I'm... This sounds like hell. So we, we went, who is this? Somebody said we went from building the wall to living in it. <laughs> Where? This is nuts. This does not, Kane, this sounds like a nightmare, right? This is a horror film.
1: And they describe it as a dystopian, right? Yeah, it's a. So, so not utopian. It's opposite of.
0: Well, no, we're talking. We're saying it's dystopian.
1: Okay, I, I thought they were no, calling it No, 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 that. no,
0: no, no. That would be funny, though. It's
1: not, there's no utopia here.
0: I mean, you're living in a high-rise. You're living in one giant, never-ending high-rise.
1: It's equitable, though.
0: Equitable. Oh, my gosh. I don't want to see what, you have to go all the way to the back of your building to go and look out at, what, nothing? The desert? Just look at nothing?
1: <laughs> the world's greatest architects did this. the
0: world's greatest and they put like the, the I love it how they said the world's greatest architects and as they say this on the video it shows the Empire State Building and the Eiffel Tower what? because those people are still alive and contributing to the design of this giant hell's city of a line what doesn't make any sense they want you to live in a line eat bugs and in nest this is just
1: Bugs are renewable.
0: I mean, it it is miserable. This looks m- miserable. I can't. Do you think that the uh, Saudi royal family is going to live in the line? No. Uh-huh. You don't. No. You don't think so? No. It it is. It looks. I uh, dude. It looks weird. And it's like this giant. Where they say five hundred meters tall. 50 meters higher than the Empire State Building. Oh, whoopity do? We're going to go live in a giant line. But it's higher than the Empire State Building. You, you will own nothing. You don't own anything. You have no yard. Everyone has access to nature. Who the hell doesn't have access to nature now? Is someone literally preventing you from walking on grass? Prison. I mean, what? Well, when they make you stay inside because of the pandemic? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I like, I, I'm I happy that they said if completed. I hope it's never completed. But it is, everything would be sci-fi. It would be all automated. The, the climate would suck. It's a, you live in a high rise. And it sounds awful. I'm just, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's like the worst Minecraft city you could ever imagine. In a giant mirrored building. Dude. Something like that's going to happen at some point. Some billionaire is going to spend all their money on this. You know it. So we have that, the line. We can all look forward to that. Mm-hmm. So now, you remember the whole Sesame Street thing? Right? Where someone said that Rosita the Muppet was a big giant racist because the person could not see for the and, and they walked past two black girls that wanted hugs. I don't know. Well, now... Sesame Street, their little theme park, is being sued for $25 million over it. Yeah. They said that Sesame Street ignored their daughters because they're giant racists. There was, like, a whole... I mean, a giant press conference where the the dad was talking about it and all these people were standing by him and, like, ah, this is... $25 million. I mean, why try to do anything in life when you could just be offended and sue people. Right. Damn, that's a business. I'm offended. You offended me. I'm, I'm going to go and sue you. 25 million. 25 million. I think that the parents are doing more to give their kids baggage about this than anything else. And they said that they have to... Well, let me, I'm looking at this piece. They said that they have to have um, mental health expenses and uh, they want, They said that some of the money is, uh, has to be for their girls' mental health expenses mm, because their parents are crazy? Yep. Is that because I don't see I mean that might not be Rosita's fault just <laughs> because nuts. you're nuts. I don't, this is crazy and remember they had said that they, the person in the Muppet costume, literally could not see. Do people understand how these big giant costumes work? You have like a tiny field of vision. Anyone who is shorter than your, the nose on the costume, you can't see them. But, whatever. It's racism or something. I don't know. So, now, apparently, the Congressional Black Caucus wants an audience with Sesame, Place, Park, President, and General. Actually, I'm okay with this. I just don't want taxpayer dollars to be involved. Can we stop funding this crap? Can we stop funding the Sesame Streets and the PBS's and that? Because they went woke, and I'm totally fine with the cannibalization. I'm totally, just go ahead and just, you know, do it to it. I'm fine with that. $25 million though? That's like the family who was like, we're going to sue for $50 million because the body was in the wrong grave. Yes, that's troubling, and it's very sad, but is it worth $50 million? No, it's not. It really isn't. I mean, there have been people who have gone through some really bad stuff in this world, and they're not screaming for $50 million, right? I mean, that just means you want money. That doesn't mean that your, your pain and suffering is worth $50 million. $25 million for this? $25 million because a stupid Muppet couldn't see kids? $25 million. <sighs> see? Where's SMOD? Where's that at? What can we be offended about?
1: Besides all the spending proposals, yeah, I want to sue. Who can I sue? I don't know. It's the American way now, man. I'd love to sue Congress.
0: I want to sue them. I'm hurt. My feelings are hurt, and I feel disenfranchised. I've talked a lot about the Caltech KSG shotgun over the years, and it's no secret how much I love it. It's become the go to shotgun for law enforcement and home defense, and for a really good reason. Uh, But why am I such a huge fan of the Caltech KSG? Well, like everything that Kel-Tec invents, it created an entirely new class of shotgun. And the one that started it all is the KSG shotgun. It's the first 12-gauge pump-action shotgun chambered for three-inch shells. And with its dual tube mags, offers a capacity of 12 plus one. So that's six rounds in each tube, plus one chambered.
1: And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech.
0: A bidder has paid $2.8 million for a jacket worn in space by Buzz Aldrin. It was a it, on the historic first mission to the moon surface back in 1969. It was the Apollo in-flight coverall jacket, the highest price paid for any American space-flown artifact ever sold at an auction, according to Sotheby's, which handled the sale. The bidder was unidentified, participated by phone, and outlasted several others in a bidding that spanned about 10 minutes. So that was... That's a lot of money. But really, really cool artifact, though, as well. A really, really cool thing for for American history. If you struggle opening jars, it might indicate a more serious health issue. According to a study out of Austria, researchers say that muscle strength is a good indicator of mortality for years. Uh, Prior studies have associated weak hand grip strength specifically with heart problems, lung issues, and a lower life expectancy. So if you can't open a jar, you're going to die. That's... I mean, long story short, that's kind of, it's kind of, or it could be just a pretty tough, you know, pretty tough jar. Lightning strikes. At least 20 people were killed by lightning bolts in one day during an apocalyptic electrical storm in India. They've been facing horrific storms in monsoon season. Authorities have told people stay inside until the weather clears. But still, in one day, because of all of the lightning, they said that there were 20 fatalities in the state of Bihar It rocked the Country on Tuesday. And it was all from lightning. That's terrifying. So they're telling people, look, stay inside, don't go outside, don't risk getting hit by a lightning. It's cr- that's crazy. In one day. Dang. New York Post says Brazilian Brazil's president has ripped Leonardo DiCaprio over the Amaz- his Amazon deforestation tweet, telling him give up your yacht before lecturing. Brazilian president Jair Bolsonaro had called out Leonardo DiCaprio's recent tweet he had asked his 19 some odd million followers, "Quote: How extensive is deforestation in Amazonia, one of the most important places on the planet for people and wildlife?" And Bolsonaro goes, "You again, Leo?" He goes, "This way, you will become my best electoral cable, as we say in Brazil. Give up your yacht before lecturing the world. You want to? I I know progressives. You want to change the entire world, but never yourselves. That is true. Because isn't didn't he take a, a nice private yacht over to like the Mediterranean?" Where he's been photographed vacationing or something? I, you know, thought so. Yeah. It sounded, yeah, I I think that's where he's been like all week. So he's been on his yacht tweeting about all this stuff. Uh, I, I wanted to get this. I didn't get it last, headlines. A Polish institute has classified cats as an alien invasive species. Which makes some sense. They said that a biologist at the state-run Polish Academy of Sciences wasn't prepared for the response when he entered Felis catus, the scientific name for the common house cat, into the database run by the Academy's Institute of Nature Conservation. Uh, he said that they've, they've classified domestic cats as such, citing the damage they cause to birds and other wildlife and that people have been super mad over it and they're all fighting. Because he listed cats as an invasive alien species. He said the criteria, quote, are 100% met by the cat. It they, they go after birds and they go at, I mean, I get what they're saying, but it's just kind of funny how everybody's really, really, they're having a horrible, horrible reaction to that. Not, um, yeah. And, and last but not least, this, I had to get this, in Congo, I don't know if you've, you've seen this, the nation of Congo, home to the second largest rainforest on the planet and endangered wildlife. So apparently uh, environmentalists were trying to get Congo to to commit to this 10-year plan about countries' rainforest. And the Congolese leaders responded by saying it's not our job to save the planet for you. With the recent rulings from the Supreme Court, it's worth mentioning that these wins didn't happen on their own. It took the support of companies like Patriot Mobile, who've passionately fought on behalf of the unborn and your constitutional rights. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider, and they've been on the front lines fighting for your values. This is why Patriot Mobile is different from every other provider out there. Inflation has made it really hard on many Americans, and thankfully, Patriot Mobile has plans for almost any budget, and they offer the same nationwide coverage as as all the major carriers so you get the same great service plus the knowledge that your money is going to accompany fighting for the sanctity of life religious freedom and the second amendment visit Patriot slash Dana or call 972 Patriot use offer code Dana to get free activation if you're a veteran or first responder please let them know because they have special discounts just for you come join the movement and make the switch PatriotMobile.com slash Dana PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972 Patriot. DanaLash.com, find chapter and verse on Substack, where I send you all my prep for the day and also some deep dives on other big issues like the story involving Jose Alba and that ridiculous, ridiculous charge that he got for defending himself. One of the first people I thought of when all this was going down and I was reading this story because this is his wheelhouse. I mean, yes, you know, writing books and all that stuff is also in his wheelhouse. But my longtime friend, Brad Thor, who is a New York Times number one best-selling author. He is a master of the genre. In fact, I think he's called literally king of the thrillers. I don't know if they give you like a belt buckle for that in Texas. That's what they would do. Something, you know, like very, you know, I, I would wear it if I was him. Uh, But he's got we're going to talk about his new book that he has out. uh, And I'm really excited about that. And also, I want to ask him, too, about some of the rumors I've been reading about the movie series and all this stuff. I feel like he's not going to answer me on that, but we're going to try anyway. But uh, Brad Thor, without further ado, good to see you, my friend. It's been way too long.
3: It's been way too long, Dana. It's great to see you.
0: Of course. And I, I by the way, I have to say, I am very envious of your man cave. (laughs)
3: <laughs> I've, got, I've got, the bar back there. I'm I telling the you books all around. Yeah. Nice.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's super nice. You'll have to, we'll have to do some like girl talk about decorating tips. Anyway. Uh, first off, I wanted, I definitely want to get to your book, but I've got to ask you because you know, if people don't know about your background, I mean, you, I mean, you have a background in law enforcement. You were with the department of Homeland security. Uh, you, you advise, uh, you've advised law enforcement organizations, you know, et cetera. One of the things that I think is like one of the biggest threats to law-abiding citizens is this rot of restorative justice, where you have these repeat mm-hmm. offenders and the recidivism rate. This, I mean, I, I, I'm i assuming that you've seen the Jose Alba case, the bodega owner in Hamilton yep. Heights. Yep. What kind of message is this sending to criminals? I mean, to law, the law-abiding, we see that, okay, well, we're obviously prioritizing criminal welfare over the innocent. But what, what message is this sending to these repeat offenders?
3: that anything goes and that there's no penalties so there's no cash bail nonsense that they have in new york is ridiculous i mean even the democratic governor of new york is against what the uh, the da is doing there in new york city so it, it's a big problem and i watched the video first of all that was it's amazing that this guy had the wherewithal to come up over his attacker's arm to be able to stab him in the neck. I mean, it's the guy feared for his life. And that's the only and you know that as someone who's a concealed carry uh, weapons holder, that it's, you know, it's it's concerned for your uh, uh, over great bo- bodily harm right. or your life. And so this is somebody who had every right to defend himself. They lock him up. And the guy they should be locking up and never should have gotten out was the offender who went after him. So, And they took his GoFundMe page down to help raise bail and all this kind of stuff. It's ridiculous. It's the wrong message. And, you know, I always come back on this stuff, Dana, to Willie Sutton, the bank robber. And when he was asked by the FBI, why do you rob banks? And he said, that's where the money is. So these people are preying on the innocent because they know, particularly in a place like New York, they're not going to be armed, at least not with a handgun, and it's going to be very difficult for them to fight back.
0: Yeah, very difficult for them to fight back, even after the New York- York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin, even after that case, it's still kind of slow going. Hopefully. I mean, this is I mean, it's a tale of the guy who he he does it right. He immigrates to the country legally 30 years ago, becomes a citizen 14 years ago, adding to the value of the community with his bodega. And I compare that to the the two illegal entrants in Virginia who came in planning an Independence Day massacre in illegal possession of firearms. They get fifteen thousand dollar bail. Alvin Bragg wanted half a million dollar bail for this guy. What I mean, that's it's like a bait and switch with Democrats concerning immigration.
3: It's ridiculous. And this man posed no threat to the community. This guy was a pillar of his community. So to ask for bail that high, that somehow he was a flight risk, it, it, just, it was ridiculous. And it, it makes a mockery of yeah. the justice system. This guy's got to go the same way the ultra-woke San Francisco DA got chucked out. Yeah. So... Hopefully that'll happen.
0: Um, It's been a weird news day, as you can imagine, with all the stuff with the Japanese prime minister, which and now and because you work with Department of Homeland Security, you know, all of this stuff. You see threats and you also understand, you know, foreign and domestic threats, too. I wanted to get your take on this assassination of Shinzo Abe. The thing that blows my mind and we're talking to our good friend, New York Times, number one bestselling author, Brad Thor. He's got a new book out, Rising Tiger, which we're going to talk about But the thing that really gets me, a a former prime minister, no security behind him, and this guy who apparently said he didn't hold a political grudge, he just didn't like Shinzo Abe, comes running up with a, a homemade, like crap, like a zipper gun with two pipes and a, you know, real primitive looking chunk of wood. How, I mean, I guess they've been really lulled into a sense of security because of gun control?
3: Yeah, so last year in Japan, they had 10 uh, homicides uh, via uh, firearm and eight of those involved the Yakuza. So it's a really small amount of firearm attacks, but there's knives and things like that. So whatever security you had, it's difficult because you want a photo op, right? You don't want it to look like you're afraid and you're, yeah. you've got the security close by. And this is what happens. And this is being called a gun, a gun, a gun, a gun, a gun. And I've seen pictures. It looks like two pipe bombs that were duct taped onto a piece of wood with something you'd hold. So I'm not against you, but just in general with the right. media, I'm pushing back on this narrative that somehow this was a homemade gun. It's an improvised explosive device is what it is. That's a- a and right that's point. the way we should be referring to it, yeah. That's a
0: great point. Yeah, I somebody at CBS and and I think even ABC were saying it was a 3D printed gun. That's not a 3D printed gun,
3: no, it's not. It, it was a real hillbilly piece of
2: something, <laughs> but we definitely
3: know 3D. I mean, it had the Alabama chrome, the duct tape on it, and stuff. Yeah, this Alabama not, this chrome was, that's yeah. a band name. I, 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 yeah, it's, I, I don't want to make light of the assassination because right. uh, I, I was texting with the former national security advisor Robert O'Brien this morning over this yeah. uh, from the Trump administration. And Robert had gotten to know uh, Shinzo Abe with all of his visits to Mar Lago and to the White House and things like this, and said he was an absolutely great man, a great human being. This is a massive loss for the people of Japan. Uh, and, and it's just, you don't want to see someone murdered like that. I don't care what your grudge is against the guy. Uh, obviously, the person who took come out is very, very sick. And uh, we, listen, if anything, this disproves this the craziness that we get here with gun laws, because here's somebody who couldn't get it. They had some of the tightest gun control in the world. This guy just made a weapon, right. just like the worst school uh, school attack ever in the history of our country is the Bath School massacre that was done in Michigan, yeah. and that was done with explosives. So these nuts, unfortunately, will find a way. In, in encroaching on the rights of law-abiding gun owners is not the way to stop this stuff from happening. I wish there was more mental health things we could do, but sometimes stuff happens. That's unfortunately i'm not saying it's okay but sometimes people who need mental health fall through the cracks i wish there was a better thing we could do to help them before they they hurt themselves or other people
0: yeah i wish so too one last quick question on this talking with brad thor and his new book rising tiger is out and then of course i've been reading all this stuff about lines of lucerne and maybe i've heard a little rumor that maybe you would like scott eastwood to play we're going to talk about that but uh, as it relates to this, I mean, I think one of the reasons why it, this uh, this is shocked. Well, I mean, he was a uh, Shinzo Abe was a giant in Japanese politics, but an ally to the U.S., regardless of who was president. I mean, was really uh, getting it got Japan out of the stagflation, was really helping to beef up their economy with Abenomics and all of this, but also really encouraging their government to rise to meet China's rising influence. Does that what does this put a hurdle in that or does he have enough protégés? Has he made enough of a mark to uh, hedge against that in his death?
3: It's going to depend on how uh, over the next several days and weeks, how the Japanese public reacts to this and what they, what they see here. If there's going to be support for his party or there's not going to be support. Japan is a very important player in what we call the Quad, which yeah. is the United States, Australia, Japan, and India. Uh, in fact, I play upon that in Rising Tiger, the need to kind of counter China with almost an Asian version of NATO, if you will, because of the yeah. expansionism of China. And so, uh, yeah, it's a real blow for that country. Uh, and it's just it, it, it's it's doubly shocking because you don't see this kind of thing happen in uh, Japan.
0: Yeah, you, de- you definitely don't. And I, I mean, I would because ho- I, I know their parliamentary elections are getting ready, you know, are are getting ready to happen. Uh, it seems like everything is still a go, but we'll see what happens. We'll see if that influence can still last. OK, so your new book, Rising Tiger, you just mentioned that you played a lot on that whole uh, you know, mm-hmm. the 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 uh, quad, the, the and the associations that those countries have, which, of course, you know, was also kind of attributed to Abe as well. Uh, I, I got But I want to go to your first book the Lions of Lucerne, because is that being made into a movie? Everything says in development and nothing's been announced. What is going on?
3: So we we are at a studio. I had I got my pick of directors. I picked the biggest and best action director in Hollywood. Got him. Uh, and so we are finalizing our writer, and that's where we are. So it's on track. It's a, it's a train that's been placed on train tracks, and they're starting to shovel the coal into the boiler. So we're 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 going sure and steady.
0: Now my next question is whether or not your title character Scott Scott Harvath is that is is he going to be played by a similarly named actor? I know that's your wish.
3: Of, I. I So I talked many years ago to Scott Eastwood about it. Uh, Lovely guy, we had just a quick phone call, somebody introduced the two of us. I think he's a terrific, terrific actor. Uh, There's a lot of great actors in Hollywood. And so the studio has asked me not to play any favorites because they they have their preferences. And what they want to do is they want to get kind of a short list and come to me and say, well, who do you really think would be able to take the role on and stuff? And there've been a couple other names floated too. So we'll see. I hate to play coy about it, but I've been asked to be coy. Oh, I've
0: seen the offer. I know how this goes now. I mean, I, I, I Godfather is one of my favorite film series of all time. Oh, oh my God. Awesome. Have you been watching The Offer? I so now I feel like I know how the movies is. are made. So I know yes. exactly. You're Mario Puzo, except, you know, you didn't have any difficulty in getting your writing done. But you're like Puzo, and you want who you want, but then you got... You know your producers that you got to wrangle with Robert Evans. Exactly, exactly. Al Ruddy and all of that. Al Ruddy, yep. That yeah. That that is. That's. uh, I really. I would love to see Scott Eastman in that role. And you're right. He's a great actor. And I cannot see. Scott Harvath is anybody but him, though. After you said that, I can't see. I it's see just happens. perfect. It's so yeah, perfect. Would be perfect. So I would love to. I I will go see this in the theater a million times if he plays him because I love Scott Eastwood. He's been great in everything he does. So look, you're you're maybe that helps sway. Probably not at all. But <laughs> I'm offering. I'm offering. Okay, so your but Rising Tiger. Tell me about this. That's the latest in your series. This is like your 21st book in this series. Uh, and I love the play, which you normally do, but I, this is so incredibly timely. And now with everything blowing up, sadly, uh, tell us about this.
3: So it's my 21st thriller. If you haven't read a Brad Thor thriller before, it's like seeing a James Bond movie. You oh, can go totally. and pick up the latest book. You don't need to have seen a Bond movie before. Same thing with my books. Uh, it's, it's a thriller based on something China did two summers ago. They sent a team of Chinese soldiers over the Himalayas into India yes! to ambush a group of Indian soldiers, but they did it with homemade weapons.
2: And they uh, fought like in the mountains.
3: Six hours in the Himalayas, throwing each other off cliffs and all this kind of stuff. (laughs) It was amazing. And I said, I'm gonna open up my thriller with that. And what it's going to be going forward is the United States trying to officially pull Japan, Australia, and India into an Asian version of NATO. We send a diplomat to India who gets murdered. Scott Harvath gets sent in to figure out what happens. And it's this really cool romp through a place. None of my contemporaries have done a spy thriller in India. And it was so, I learned so much, Dana, and it was a blast to write.
0: That sounds, that's brilliant. That is, I'm hooked already. I cannot wait to read it. You all, you're really good at that though. You always have like some pretty crazy like pretty awesome openers that really get your attention i cannot wait to see that though on film now since we're beginning the brad thor series with uh, scott Harvath, i can't wait to hear about that so keep me updated like if you get i promise Kona silence if you get your guy you know let me know so i can go I ahead can and plan you. a whole week to go and see it repeatedly in the theater brad thor brad thor.com latest book rising tiger number one new york times bestseller congratulations on all your su- success my friend it's so good to see you and and don't be good a stranger to you, we gotta have you back
3: I'd love to. Thanks, Dana.
0: Thanks so much. Take care. Texas Congressman Lance Gooden joins me to explain how our government and various charities are actually aiding and abetting the human trafficking across our border. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, Gooden will also tell us which charities are doing the most harm. And I have a lot to say about how the FBI is getting more and more partisan and why that is very dangerous for our nation. Join us. Follow the Sarah Carter Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man.
0: So, man, this is crazy. A Florida caretaker was accused of stabbing the man that she provides care for with a marker and then shoving him out of a moving car in North Carolina. Oh, man. This woman, Arlene Bonitz of Palm Harbor... She was driving uh, on Interstate 95 with a man that she cares for, and she supports him because of his cognitive issues, according to Cumberland County Sheriff's Office. She stabbed him with a felt tip marker and then pushed him out of the car while driving 60 miles per hour. Hey. She cr- ended up crashing her car. They were both taken to the hospital. He has bro- a broken pelvis and road rash everywhere. Uh, she's been charged with assault with a deadly weapon with intent to kill. Her bond's been set at 75000 Now, see, there's a difference. Her bond's set at 75000 and what did they do to the guy who was defending himself in uh, Manhattan? Exactly. Exactly. They were trying to do half a million dollars for him. I'm just crazy. Uh, also, a Florida man, this is a good story, he lifted up an overturned Jeep to rescue a toddler in Flagler County after an accident. They saw a baby in there, and after this, this, this uh, he literally said, he's like, there's a baby sticking out. And he told Fox 35 News, the baby boy is safe, thankfully, uh, and it was Gary at Dormeville was right there when it happened and was able to respond it! He jumped in to lift the Jeep so they could rescue the toddler. Um, sounds like he's I don't have a picture of him, but it sounds like he's jacked. I'm just saying. Yeah. Or it's like one of those extraordinary circumstances where even like, you know, small people, they just they see somebody that needs to be rescued in there that there's there's stories like that. Uh let's see here. Another all-messed-up case in Tampa. A woman in Brooks, well, outside of Tampa. She got in trouble after she made herself comfortable in someone else's home. So, the homeowner was out of state. The pool cleaner notified the homeowner, there's some weird people inside your house. When deputies arrived, they saw a, a one woman named Amanda Roberts and another man named Corey Roberts. Ro- Amanda Robbins and Corey Roberts. They were there doing their drugs in the house and they found 66 grams of meth and credit cards that weren't theirs, checkbooks and personal identification cards, all not theirs. And they said, no, we entered through an unlocked sliding glass door. And then Robbins first entered the house, made herself comfortable. And when she realized the homeowners were out, weren't going to be coming back for a while, she invited Roberts to join her. So they are arrested each on $65,000 bond and they are being held in place that they ahead of their trial. Just gosh, I don't know if I really want to read this one. Cemeteries are like a place where you just don't do shenanigans. And in Hernando County, a man exposed himself to a woman at a cemetery. They arrested 28 year old Daniel Ray Simpson. They found out also that on a, at a post office separately, uh, two days later, he exposed himself to somebody else. This woman was visiting a gravesite, visiting a gravesite, when she happened to look over and saw him being all weird. So he was arrested, and he's disgusting. Just, gosh dang. Just, is there no decency? Stick with us. We have another hour on the way. Uh, we're,
1: we're for cutting the cost of electric vehicles, because when you have an electric vehicle, then you're also going to be able to, to save on gas, but you got to be able to afford it in the first place. Right. right. Now, we're actually starting to see on some models, the, the costs come to where even if the the your car payment's a little higher, your gas payment will be a little lower and you come out ahead, but the prices still need to come down mm-hmm. for most Americans to be able to get in an eV oh.
0: duh he's only saying that now because everybody made fun of him. That is secretary Mayor poot booty judge who what what are you your deal over there? You got Hold the on. friday giggles
1: who was who was that just
0: talking? <sighs> his name. Sir, is secretary mayor, mom, maybe new mom, uh, poot, booty judge. Got it. Don't look. Well, first off, welcome back to our illustrious program, the Dana Show. I am Dana, and Kane is. We're a little goofy, goofy right now because it's Friday, and Kane just he. Takes issue with my Shakespearean pronunciation of the transportation secretary's name, sir.
2: That's true. That
0: is how the illustrious uh, stage performer Lawrence O'Donnell over at MSNBC says his name. These are hashtag facts. That's what these are. So that Secretary Mayor New Mom Poot Booty Judge, and he says his name like that, Sir O'Donnell. So just you know, FYI. That's how his name is said. My whole point in playing that is because this is the first time, A, that he's talked about anything to do with transportation that we've heard in a long time. And B, he was so made fun of for telling everyone, go out and get yourself an EV. You can't afford gas prices, but I'm sure you can afford to spend $56,000 on average for an EV. He is everything. The only reason he's in that position is because I think Biden wanted to neutralize him. That's what these people do. They put you in these just annoying positions to neutralize you so that they can have the influence over the pa- over the party. That's what they did to Hillary. They sidelined her. That's what they did. That's how they always do. Except I just think that if you're going to be. First off, I don't even think that we need a transportation department. It's out of the enumerated powers. It's not an Article 1, Section 8 thing. It should be state controlled. But. You know, for all intents and purposes, if you're going to have a transportation department, maybe, I don't know, just a thought, have someone there who knows more about transportation than the wheels on the bus go round and round. Seems like, you know, he's does, he is so out of his so out of his depth, man. He really is. Now, who else is out of their depth? This is when I really wish a quick sidebar give you a little insight into the show. So I got a new tool that I'm going to recklessly abuse when I get more things in it. It's like a little sound. It's a new little soundboard for me. <laughs> for me? And Steve was supposed to give me a magic sound and he lied and he never made it happen. He totally Bidened us on this. I didn't have it. That was Shane that had
3: it. I didn't have was. Blind. No, no,
0: no. You played it. You said you had it. And no, they no. did not hand it over. I wasn't playing you that on break. pig Pork rind loving him people to
1: throw me under the bus. I'm What's just
0: saying, just pff, we're gonna have we're gonna have fisticuffs after we're we're gonna slap fight in the front yard. That's what we're gonna do. In which state? But <laughs> so I I saw that I gotta I gotta share this this tweet with you. Someone totally tweeted this because it for him because it came out an hour ago, and we know that he's just trying to stay upright on. The, car on the While on the ground in Jeddah. So he tweets this quote, The price of oil is down About 20% since mid-June But the price of gas Is so far only fallen Half as much Oil and gas companies Must not use this moment As an excuse for profiting By not passing along savings At the pump So in his mind In Joe Biden's mind What's left of it the oil people are big, bad villains from like old westerns and they have their long mustaches and they sit Mwah, ah, 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 and they all laugh at their big oil table. Mwah, ah, ah. We're not going to pass the savings along to the little people. We're going to keep them all for ourselves, which makes no sense at all. But that's what's happening in his mind. Big oil and big gas. And he thinks that they're all just sitting around. We're not going to give people no gas. We're going to make the process go up. <laughs> they pull on their mustache. And in the meantime, I really, really need. I wish that he understood the process of crude into gas. I mean, how dare oil not magically turn into gas, Jack? How dare it? When, when I'm president, sir, you are president. Well, soon I'm going to make it to where it does. Automatically. We're going to bypass big oil and gas, and we're going to make the oil turn into gas, and you can have some. <laughs> it's like where we are.
2: <laughs>
0: oh, man. I feel like the word of the day should be refineries. Hey, who was it that hated refineries? Oh, every Democrat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was it that that wanted to not invest in expanding them and having more? Every Democrat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they they did not want to have more refineries. In fact, they wanted fewer and they slapped restrictions on existing. Who was that? Every Democrat. Yeah, okay, that's right. I just wanted to make just wanted to make sure. Oh man. I just but that's what he thinks. Happens oh my gosh I would love to hear The conversation that they're having right now and while they meet Because he's sitting in a meeting right now I don't know If you know this with the guy he said he wasn't Going to sit at a meeting with And I have to tell you so the watching The reporters on this so they they're not Taking questions he's literally sitting At a big table with gold legs Why does I mean I Get that there's palace stuff but sometimes it really Goes far over and beyond right Sidebar One of the things I've noticed, like if you always look at these like old Eastern Bloc countries, they always have like everything supposed to looks like it's like a palace. No, we're not poor, not people on in bread lines. Look at the gold we have in all palaces. I mean, that's kind of like so. But Saudi Arabia, they got that oil money, anyway. So they're sitting there at this big giant table and all of these you know modern office chairs. They're sitting there, and Biden's doing that, even though he said that he wanted to make them a pariah, but never, never mind. And one of the reporters, this is Peter Alexander, is the is the White House news chief at NBC and chief White House correspondent. Sorry. And he had tweeted out one hour ago, quote, Jamal Khashoggi, will you apologize to his family? I shouted to Saudi crown prince Mohammed bin Salman at the end of the press pool spray. MBS had a slight smirk before a Saudi aide grabbed my arm tightly. And. I mean, they're literally a, like a, an old, like, theocratic, medieval thing. And you're shocked that they didn't say sorry? I mean, they're literally accused of also funding violent insurgents and being involved in funding some of the people who were masterminding 9-11. And you're shocked that they didn't say sorry? Mirror. Just, golly, people, come on. But apparently they've been I've seen some of these tweets They're, They're trying to uh, they were I guess they were going to ask questions or trying to ask questions and nobody asked them. Didn't we have some audio? Wait a minute. We I think I've dropped this in Slack at some point. Unlike Steve with the magic uh, audio. The I think pariah, I. <laughs> pariah audio? Uh, yeah. When they asked him, oh, Joe Biden, are you, are you still going to make them a pariah? Listen to this. Guys, President Biden, is Saudi Arabia still President Biden,
3: thank you, thank
0: you, thank you, thank you. And that's it. Interesting. How embarrassing is that? We're gonna beat you with your own words. My goodness. I just telling you, man alive. I don't know. So, that, so they've, ended that, they've ended that public meeting. I'm sure they're going to have some quieter, some quieter talks. But so far, he's not looking like he's negotiating from any kind of uh, position of strength. Dog names are racist, what? according to scholars. Today in Woke. Now, quick sidebar. I watched that Bill Burr special. You'll have to watch it. One of the funniest jokes I've ever heard was him explaining the word woke. And he said that it was at a party where he goes, I blame the black people at a party. That's what he was saying. He goes, somebody used the word woke and he was talking about where language originates and where certain catchwords and trend phrases originate. And he goes, and some, he goes, some like white woke, white liberal heard it and said, I'm going to say that. (laughs) I want to say that. What's that? (laughs) It was, I I never laughed so hard. Uh, Academics recently applauded a social psychology quarter. Study showing a disparity in the time dogs were adopted based on racial racial associations with the animals' names. So apparently, they say white names resulted in shorter adoption times what? compared to black names. Jeez. Um, what? Hmm. What? Yeah.
1: I don't get. Did do they give examples at all in the uh, in the story?
0: They say shelter they they apparently did not keep those type of records came
1: oh that mm. seems important to the whole seems
0: kind of important
1: crux of the thing
0: like i'm here let me pull this up which i don't want to do because i just don't want to read it they say that uh if they have racial how is a what i don't understand whatever like dogs
1: name what like tyrone they don't, I don't get adopted, but dogs named. I thought
0: like that you had to name Steve? dogs names that had hard consonants because dogs can hear that better, and it's better for training. Right. That's what I was always I'm told. The
1: white name, <laughs> right? <laughs> so dog names. They
0: act like people are going into the shelters and going, "Show me all the dogs with the white names." Like, what does that even mean? I don't even know. So yeah, there's like uh, they said they they say the construction of certain dogs like Rottweilers, Dobermans, and Pitbulls are apparently connected to American ideologies of race, gender, and class. Where do they get this stuff from? Like, what happens if you grow up in the Ozarks, say, and the only people that you knew that had big, bad dogs that they didn't take care of because the big, bad dog breed by itself is not a violent breed. It's the way that the owners are and how it's trained and or lack of training or raising. And, you know, they you associate that with, like, white poverty and meth. Like, you know, are going to talk to any of them people? Just saying. Because apparently the study assumes that only minorities own Rottweilers and Pitts and Dobermans. And the extent of their study, well, we did watch a Snoop Dogg video. I mean, that's what I'm assuming anyway. I'm speculating like they are. This is stupid. And I can't believe that they took the time to do this. They said, hypothesis one, dogs with white-sounding names have shorter times to adoption compared to dogs with names that are not perceived as white. Dogs with black and Hispanic sounding names have now have longer times to adoption compared with to dogs with names that are not perceived as black or Hispanic. And I like how now they're adding the Hispanic thing in there. Do they because know it's do they Hispanic know that they unless can, it's white adjacent? Do they know what? they can
3: change the name after they <laughs> adopt the dog? They do know that, right?
0: Uh, I am looking for that very important information, Steve, in your query. And so far I am not finding anything to your point in this very prestigious academic woke study, sir. I am not finding that. Because the dog I mean, apparently it's easier to chop off your Jimmy and change your sex than it is to change your dog's name. Kane. Yeah, that's true. Just saying. I just
1: I don't I don't understand the whole concept of this at all. Like, what are they trying to accomplish? Like, what? Outside of, you know, just intentional divisiveness? They're
0: trying to shame people from even helping dogs, apparently. I
1: guess, but there's little, no, that makes zero sense. There's no common sense in this.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get this. Oh, and then I had another one. Now in an Arizona college, they say that Northern Arizona University is going to require four diversity courses to graduate So parents, make sure to not send your kids to Northern Arizona University because they're going to make you take Marxism. Make your kids take Marxism. It's critical theory courses. It takes effect in 2024. And it comes from global diversity, intersectional identities, blah, 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 blah. I'm not even going to name all of them because I don't care. This is so... They're actually going to pay people to make you take this BS. Jeez. We're going to make fun of this some more coming up. We got a lot still to hit
1: and now all of the news you would probably miss it's time for dana's quick five brought to you by caltech
0: so <clears throat> crypto mining capacity in the u.s rivals energy use use of houston findings show some congressional investigation says the surge in activity has caused consumers electric bills to rise and made it harder to fight global warming I roll completed also this is interesting I saw this headline just a second ago. States that did not allow to-go alcohol at all saw their alcohol-impaired driving fatalities rise an average of 53%, almost 54%, from 2019 to 2020. States that allowed at least some form of to-go alcohol actually only saw an increase of 12%, which is, that's kind of, that's wild. I mean, I guess it makes some kind of sense you know people are not you know they're not drinking there and then driving home they would be drinking at home texas the last that kind of stuff we have a lot more in store including some more wokery the latest with saudi arabia etc stay with us i'm heading to town grabbing supplies
2: look after your mom now, won't you
0: fine morning to you ma'am. And to you. Is your husband at home?
4: Get behind the stove with your sister. They came looking for your pa. That's why they're out there taking their time.
2: Just take where you want and go. But what we want is you.
4: Your father's walking into a trap.
0: It's our turn to protect I guess they never saw her in the octagon. I don't know. I don't think that I don't think that's that's one frontiers woman that they would not want to mess with. So that's the trailer. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. That is the trailer for Terror on the Prairie. It's a new film coming out of my friend uh, Ben Shapiro, Daily Wire, uh, that they are that they've created. It has a bunch of great names in it. Obviously, our friend Nick Searcy's in it. And of course, Gina Carano. And I've i have all i've been a fan of gina carano's for a long time since gosh i mean i know her from her mixed martial arts days i've watched so many of her bouts she was one of the reason i reasons i even got into watching mma in the first place i was like oh my gosh it's a pretty female fighter and she's like <laughs> hard as nails she joins us now via skype just on everything that she has been up to including this new film that's out. And I gotta say the sound design's awesome as well. Gina, it's so nice to to finally be able to talk with you. Welcome and congrats on this new film. This is awesome. Oh my goodness, it's so nice to meet you. <laughs> I feel
4: like you're like a sister that I've never met before. <laughs>
0: yes. I know we've and we I'm always flattered when people are like, You remind you look like Gina Carano. And I'm like, do I have Same. the awesome biceps to go with it? Like do I have that too? And I'm not as tough. <laughs> no, but no, no, uh congrats. I need to look on my biceps. Congrats um, yeah, on this film, it, though. This is fantastic. And I'm, I, you. this is, you're, you're really good in this role. And I, I wanted to ask you what it was like to to film it. Because you've done, you've done action films before. You're no stranger to film. I mean, you've done movies. What was this experience like? It's a Western. Yeah, this was, um, you know,
4: they're all a little bit different. But this one was really different because we had to pivot from making a movie called White Knuckle that we were going to do about, a trucker, and um, they they kind of pressured us. Uh, we we wouldn't know if sag after was going to mandate vaccines, and mm. which would yeah, which would only allow us to then hire vaccinated people. I'm not vaccinated, so I was like, you know, um, they would just said, well, would you do it if you had to? And I said, more than anything, I just don't, I don't want to put that off on everybody else. I want it to be an individual decision. So we we went up to Montana. We ended up making um, this western, which I feel like is even more appropriate and more amazing it was more artistic and the you know the character I had to kind of break down I couldn't like act like I know what I was doing with the the guns I had to right. you know be you know kind of break myself down of all my training of the other movies so Um, But it was a I think it's one of my best acting jobs, really. It was a really cool character to play.
0: Very cool character. It's a beautiful film talking about Gina Carano, uh, movie star, MMA star. I mean, she everybody's and of course, everybody's seen her in the headlines, too, for they say it's controversy and I don't i don't understand the controversy about it i was so mad on your behalf so many people were mad on your behalf because as everybody knows you were also in the mandalorian you were cara doom which was Mm -hmm. an also a great role and i think that there was a spinoff as i understand it that was in the works which i felt like they were setting your character up for and then there was (laughs) yeah you said one innocuous thing and then it all you were you were targeted by cancel culture yeah well
4: i've been I had been targeted for uh, well over a year. Yeah. um, I I couldn't believe that I was having these conversations with the biggest company in my industry, you know, Disney and Lucasfilm, and I couldn't believe that, like, the things that I was saying were controversial. I just felt like we we should be allowed to talk. These people over here are talking um, and telling you all about who they're voting for. Um, I've only just said that I'm voting, and I was getting, you know, crushed um and trending and um i don't know it was just i think it was a hard lesson for them as well to learn because i think that they realized that this you know the the online mob is not real life and mm-hmm. i think we're seeing that in america very very well right now i mean so it, it just sucked to have to go through it but i know that um you know i got i know god has a plan through it all so I, if there's anybody that could handle that i could <laughs>
0: yeah yeah and you definitely yeah. and you did well and you bounced right back and i have to say not only Do do companies realize, or are they slowly realizing that, you know, the online mob doesn't actually really exist or have a lot of power in meat space? They also don't subscribe, they also don't watch movies or pay to watch movies the way that actual fans do. And I noticed that was a huge difference because fans rallied around you. Even when people, like you said, it was building up a year prior, fans were like, I don't care what she says. She is perfect (laughs) for this role. She is perfect for this story, for this universe. How dare you? I mean, they're a loyalist to canon." And and they were the fans. True fans were really unhappy about that, and that had to help, obviously. Because I'm not. I know that that's not easy to go through on a national national stage.
4: Yeah. Well, you know, um, in 2020, I knew that. I knew it, it was like I was speaking early on about things that are now being spoken about. You know, just regularly. Yeah. And so I was speaking earlier about it, and I knew that eventually people would. So I always think to myself, you have to play the long game. And in the long game, the ultimate long game is, you know, getting to your deathbed and, you know, going into, you know, the next life, if you believe, and, um, be, you know, being proud of doing that. Yeah. And so I have to, I when I look back the last two and a half years, I'm really proud of, you know, also although I fumble, I don't, I never really wanted to be this person. You know, I never wanted to speak out loud about all these controversial things. I just feel like I'm very proud and I have confidence in myself now that i would never never knew existed so it was painful but i'm picking all the good things up i'm picking my life back up and um i can look people in the eyes i can feel free i can give my opinion and um i haven't sacrificed my soul to be in
0: hollywood and that feels really great (laughs) that is and it shows and and people i think are very happy to see that because it's and the thing that still I have to go back to it. It's not controversial. There were people that you have done projects with who have said way more and things yeah. that I would think cross a line of taste or at least good sense where you you didn't do that. Just you just simply giving an opinion is is yeah. somehow considered controversial.
4: That's I think I t- I take it more as like a, you know, I've always kind of in this way which is why I lost my voice for a very long time because I was afraid to say anything because um so I just stayed really quiet and stayed in my artistic fighter bubble um but when I was looking at what was going on with America in the last two and a half years it broke my heart I think America's heart was broken to you know I think the veil of like corruption just kind of got unleashed and we we're all some of us very naive ones who aren't political we weren't We're just looking at our country and looking at what my nieces are going to have to live in after this. And I just felt like, no, I'm not going to stay quiet. I'm going to put out posts. I'm going to put out memes. I'm going to put out quotes that actually just make people think, just think about, you know, think about what we're talking about here. And it was all of these people putting their idea of what they thought I was saying onto these memes, onto these quotes. And um, it was really, really vicious. And I now have that experience. I now have that knowledge that I will take into everything that I do. And it just, it got really real. And I'm okay with that because
0: I'm learning from it. Yeah, we're talking with Gina Carano. And I remember when I first started seeing this kind of bubble up towards you, you know, the year before, you know, the culmination of everything that happened. And then, you know, obviously you starting out with this, this amazing new project, which we're going to talk more about Tara on the Prairie, her new film. But because I've watched you, I've watched you in the octagon, I've watched you fight and I've seen your dedication and your discipline and how you approach these matches. And I just remember thinking that she is way too much discipline to be cowed by people who are trying to shame her simply for having a difference of opinion. How did your, if it did, your training as a fighter prepare you for, in in a mental in a mental way, dealing with what you were dealing with on a national stage, because not a lot of people have that level of discipline in anything.
4: Well, I think where it really, really started was with my mom, whose name is Dana as well. <laughs> um, I love that. Great name.
0: name. Think, <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> um,
4: I think it starts with my mom and my grandmother. Um, and the people that raised me to be an independent thinker to raise me to say no. And um, you know, I never compromised, myself, didn't compromise myself in anything and when it came to fighting, you know, they were trying to put me on Playboy, they were trying to put me, you know, sexualize yeah. the fighting as much as they could. And I just kept saying no, like <laughs> I just kept saying no. For the last twenty years, I've said no more more than I said yes. and it always seems to kind of work itself out so um taking that into training training definitely gave me you know it's body mind spirit in my opinion so um which i'm i'm now like re-inspired to get back to my body and to get back in the gym and to really start training again because um you know you can't leave one of them out you have to keep your mind sharp you have to keep your spirit clean and you also have to get your body back so There's one of those that I haven't been paying attention to uh, during quarantine, and Mm -hmm. that's my body. So I want to get back to that. But um, yeah, so the training, I think, you know, just helped with everything, like everything going into Hollywood. And, um, you know, I just I really love the way my life has gone. I feel very unique in this life. And um, I think that that's just God. That's a God blessing. Yes. I feel really loved.
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad you 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 mentioned about getting back in the gym. So i I was reading this because I always I always follow it and I always see what you know where I'm going. I always see what yeah. you know, my favorite fighters are saying. And I was reading this interview, and I know you've kind of mentioned this as well. So you're doing films, you have terror on the Prairie, which is a fantastic movie. And people, if you haven't seen it, you, you can go to dailywirecom slash terror and you can go and check out terror on the Prairie. Uh, but I also was reading uh, a piece where, you know, you, you're, you're looking at getting back in the gym and then Ronda Rousey, who has been in WWE, she's saying, I think I'd like to, I'd like to go back and have a fight. She said the only person that she would ever come back for. And it, it, it seemed to be said with a lot of respect, was you, Yes. and yeah. you guys? From what I understand, you both were were set to fight, but it never it. it, it I think back into what twenty fourteen, but it ultimately never happened. Would would yes. you go back if that was a if that's something that is it something being planned or would you be interested in? I think that'd be probably one of the most watched fights in history. I think.
4: Yes. Well, I actually so about I don't know five or six however long ago we were thinking about fighting, and then it kind of got a little bit messy. You know. Um, yeah, just it. it my fight business gets messy. As yeah. I'm sure you can imagine. So um, it got a little bit messy. So I was like, I don't need to go back into that world. I'm acting. I'm good. Um, but when when Ronda Rousey says that, it's a it's a massive compliment that she would come back for me, and it makes me feel like I'm in a super fight. A super fight is when, you know, two people, you know, retired or like a, a celebrity or somebody, they fight. And, it's
0: like uh, the it's super joyful. group of fighting, like where you had yeah. like these two stars <laughs> and then special. everything comes together. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So when I started thinking about that, the more I talk about it, the more I really need something to train for. Um, yeah, I, I think if I can get my weight down and I, I can get back in that fighter shape, if I can, you know, if I can get close to where I was at, um, just close, you know, it doesn't have to be right on. On you know, but I think I would, I would definitely if I was in it was if I was in her weight class right now I'd set it up. So I just have to kind of figure out in the next six months. You know, it'll definitely take about three months to get some weight off. Plus, you know, but then to get in fighter shape it'll take probably another three months. So now I'm in in the gym and I'm um, and I'm just kind of it's nice to have a focus. Honestly, it's nice to yeah. have that thought in my mind that even if it doesn't happen. You know, it gives me something to really shoot for while I'm in between, you know, being canceled, uncancelled and everything (laughs) that I am. I'm like, you know what? It's cool. I'll just like, I'll just focus on my body. I'll focus on getting my body right. I'll focus on getting my life together. I'll focus on my family and creating art. And at the same time, you know, if I get there, then I think it would definitely happen. I mean, it honestly doesn't even, it doesn't even scare me because everything that's happened in my life has just been pretty aggressive. Yeah. I'm like, what? Getting in the ring at this point doesn't sound scary at all. It sounds like exciting. And I used to get so scared about getting in the ring. And now I feel like, oh my gosh, that would be so cool. You know, this 40 year old woman who's had the life I've had to get back in there. I think it would be, you know, George Foreman did
0: it. Yeah. like... Some yeah. Maybe. And, and, and yeah. George Foreman, I have to say, was, a, I mean, you're only 40. He a, was a lot yeah. older. And for people to know, exactly. Gina, Gina got started in <laughs> Muay Thai. And I mean, it, this yeah. would, I, and I think it was what? I think she was at, uh, I think Rhonda was like a 145, 150, something like that. I know you were like a it's, featherweight. Yeah. Like, yeah. She was in
4: 135. I was more, I was, it was really hard to, for me to like get down there. I was, yeah. I was at 145, but I'm sure she said she'd fight me at anything. So I would try to go for like a, my goal right now would be to get to 150 and see where we're at yeah it sounds like that's my aim
0: it sounds like it could potentially happen within the next year I'm just saying this because I'm literally going to clear out my entire calendar for whenever (laughs) that is going to fall down oh I I will totally I'll be a hype person for you I'll come in and I'll just carry something behind like
4: I'm going to start doing some like fun um you know health stuff you know I think just you know putting it out there online just to kind of be held accountable you know like okay this week we're going to give up you know this and you know, focus more on this, and you know, I think that that's the good thing about online. Is if yeah. anybody wants to join this journey with with me, you know, they can. That's so
0: awesome. You I can always awesome. text me and be like, get your ass together. <laughs> get your ass in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> she'll motivate you. You motivate her, and she'll motivate you. No, I think it's I, and I think you look great by the way in this film. I've always thought you looked great. You've and and you've always, I mean, you've. I think you've modeled yourself incredibly well. Uh, And has you have been such an icon, not just for female fighters, but female. I mean, actual legitimate female empowerment, you know, period. I think you've been so great at that. Uh, Gina's because I had
4: I had good I had a good mom and a good grandmother to, you know, no matter where I'm at in life, love yourself for where you're at and then never stop dreaming and never stop pushing yourself. So if anybody's struggling with that, just accept yourself where you're at and set some beautiful goals for yourself and I'll do it with you.
0: There you go. Gina's new film, *Terror on the Prairie*, a great. I love westerns. It's my favorite genre. A great American western about a very strong and capable frontier woman who's got to protect herself. Against these ruthless outlaws And uh, we'll watch to see if uh, Gina Carano versus Ronda Rousey We'll watch within the next year, that'd be amazing <laughs> Gina Carano, God love you, yeah. I so appreciate you Joining me, we're always in your corner, we're always Pulling for you, and uh, we can't Thank wait you. to see What else you do, stay in touch Thank you, good Thank to talk you.
4: with
1: you, thanks so much <laughs> You
0: too, bye mm-hmm. The Dana Show com. You can go up top, hit subscribe That takes you to chapter and verse my newsletter with substack and we'll have that gina carano interview we'll have that up and uh, out to you asap kane today in stupidity
1: all right it would be state attorney eric reinhart praising the red flag laws in illinois that did nothing
0: yeah illinois has a strong red flag law that keeps
3: communities safe and respects everyone's rights
1: yeah except none of that's true
2: yeah
0: it's which is a shame so
1: therefore qualifies as stupid
0: yeah there you go and folks that does it for us today wednesday we will be back with you tomorrow got a lot of stuff coming at you in the newsletter as well so sign up chapter and verse at substack god bless back tomorrow